0: coming to you live it's the auto hub show with ian and jeff
1: here we go
2: so what would your dealership feel like if your entire sales staff was literally on fire your sales and service staff they were non-stop all over social media completely dominating your marketplace they could do it in 30 days or less and then continue their education to do it for an entire six months or a year You literally would completely take over the entire marketplace, and no one would be able to compete with you. And that's what we can do for you. So when you're walking around your community, whether you're at local restaurants, or you're going to the gym, you don't wanna be bothered, fine, you won't be bothered. But a lot of people will walk up to you and say, oh my God, I love your social media. Your staff is amazing. We love what you're doing in the community. We wanna come buy a car from you. We wanna get an oil change at your dealership. Your community is absolutely gonna love you. And it doesn't matter what platform you're on. You could be on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all social media platforms. You will literally be all over the place. I've traveled all over North America. I've trained Toyota. I've trained Nissan. I've been to driving sales. I've been to women in auto. I get hired as a speaker for conferences at universities all over the country. And I can help change the trajectory of your dealership right now. If you click on the link, you can sign up for our webinar. It's live with me and you'll learn the the seven strategies that you need at your dealership in order to see that success.
3: Hi everyone. This is Paul Brobson, the CEO over at Trusted Sale, and if you don't know Larry Feldman at Career Changers, boy are you missing out. Now, What are you missing, you might ask. Well, for starters, you're missing the world's best trainer. But seriously, what makes Larry a great trainer is how engaged he keeps his audience. Um, I was at a store recently while Larry was conducting training. um, And let me tell you, nobody wanted to leave that room. I mean, even when they needed a bio break, they wanted to stick around and hear what Larry had to say. The great, late Jim Valvato, who said... To me, there are three things everyone should try to do every day. Number one is laugh. Uh, number two is think. Spend some time in thought every day. And number three, you should have your emotions move you to tears. If you laugh, think, and cry, that's a heck of a day. Well, I can tell you, it's Larry's going to make you laugh. He's going to make you think. And yeah, every once in a while, he's going to make you shed a tear or two. Um, but one thing I can say, it's a heck of a day when Larry comes to visit. But wait, there's more. There is, yeah. Not only is Larry a great trainer, but he's also one hell of a recruiter. So if you need people in your dealership—I mean, anyone—you need technicians, salespeople, managers, BDC agents, whatever you need, Larry can get you staffed right with the right people and do it fast. <sighs> ways to improve. Every month we want to improve better on what we did the month before, maybe the year before. It's about how fast we can get the cars done with quality work to get it to the front line, because that's where we make our money. And the bottom line is the longer it takes, the more money you spend. We want to get it down as low as possible. Right now, like I said, we're in a great stage. We're at four and a half days. In recon, we want to know how quickly we can get the cars out of the recon process and to their front line. The average days in recons, and then the time to the line of the most important thing to be to. I'm Mike Burrell, I'm service director at JM Lexis. <laughs> yeah, <I'm down. laughs> All
2: right, we're alive.
1: Here we go
0: and this is our disclaimer go ahead jeff
4: hello welcome to the auto hub show and of course our disclaimer is the views and opinions shared here are not necessarily that of ian nethercott and jeff polo or the auto hub show just in case
0: so here we go again from use car week and this is ian
4: and this is jeff
0: and we have a special guest on today Larry belt So Larry, I hear uh, you know you've been doing a lot of traveling, doing the SEMA circuit, and now uh, now uh, Used Car Week in uh, another warm uh, uh, climate. Uh, how what are you expecting from this year's uh, Used Car Week? I think it's going to be fun. I think um, you know it's a great
1: chance to meet other people, whether it's vendors or dealers. Introduce myself and what we do, and what the three of us do. I'm really excited and looking forward to it. Plus, I get to hang with you two
0: guys. How you that? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, So, what's your opinion of uh, Arizona versus uh, California last year? What what do you think of the venue so far? Um, I prefer Arizona. Uh, No, no, nothing, nothing to do with the politics at all. I wouldn't assume. No, 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 it's all good.
4: (laughs) You know, it's 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 interesting. I was commenting earlier too that um, the problem last year with San Diego is the conference was secondary to the venue. And uh, you know, maybe it's me because I, you know, I have uh, the attention span of a gnat. But I was always looking out the window at the cool boats. You know, I mean, here it's pretty, but that's it. You know, it's um,
1: there's not a lot of other stuff that's uh, taking you over, so you can pay attention to the conference. The interesting thing, the parallel for these shows, these conventions, is the parallel for me for life. It's what you put into it. What you try to get out of it. You if you if you're showing up here to get out of town uh, or enjoy the weather or do something other then that's what you're going to do. But if you really come in here with a single minded purpose, you want to meet somebody, you want to find out some information, um, you want to sell your wares. Uh, I think you're in good shape, no matter what you do and where you do.
4: Well, I think that's the beauty of used cars versus, uh, you know, like the NADA, et cetera, is here. You've got you know, a lot of people have just that's that's their focus. And used car people a little more down to earth. You'll see the booths here are not the the giant technological craziness there. Um, You know, we walked through today. We saw the VinQ guys. And I teased Danny because I'm looking up going, so where's the giant booth? (laughs) And then used car people would be a little bit intimidated. Not intimidated, just, yeah, it's too fancy for me.
1: Too much sizzle. We need more steak. (laughs) Exactly. Um, oh wait a minute! We were you were talking about in Texas, right? An ADA, so that would be yes. uh, all hat, no cattle.
0: <laughs> and we had a discussion uh, this morning. Uh, we're doing the show a little bit on um, the, uh, I guess, the interesting twists and turns in the used electric game. Uh, as we saw some change last week, but more importantly, being at SEMA this week, it was pretty interesting to see some of these conversions. What's your opinion of what's going on with the electric car game these days, especially on the used front, of course? I'm going to dial back to my past.
1: We were a Hyundai dealer early on. We got the franchise in 1990 when, if you paid people, they wouldn't take a Hyundai. Uh, We were given, uh, I think it was six or eight Hyundai Excels, which were uh, carbureted. They weren't fuel-injected. Uh, Basically, you know, uh, a heavy sick guy on a bicycle going up the hill could beat a hundred. There was no acceleration. The cars didn't have much going on for them. And then as the cars got better, we had a new problem. You didn't have a competitive lease because the residuals were no good. And then once the residuals got good and they continued to improve their product, they were great. Well, it's the same thing here. Um, Every time Elon Musk makes a move or the attendant companies make a move, and they, they reduce the residual or they change what the value is going to be. There's some kind of net loss down the road for, for anybody that's buying, anybody that's trying to sell. Because, hey, who's going to compete with Elon Musk if he decides to, to lessen what the price is? He's changed the residual and, and the lasting value. So I think you have to be really, really careful with that and keep your eye on the market. Because, man, when that, it's, it's like, listen, if it was three years ago and you were a dealer, you were living large. You didn't have that many cars. Your floor plan was zero, and people were desperate to take the car. The price was, wasn't even secondary. And you weren't paying because people were desperate to have jobs. Correct. Now we flipped it, and now you, the cars that we were waiting for, we finally got the interest rate is so high that there's people that want to jump off a building on the concrete <laughs> because of the interest rate and what they're paying. And, we, and of course, that filters down to the consumers. who re, It's not sticker shock anymore. It's just insanity where the payments are. Well, it's going to be interesting.
4: I have to tell you though, right now, if somebody really, really, really wants a new EV, they would better really, really, really lease it. Yeah. Uh, in three to five years. <sighs> years, they're going to be worthless. Toyota will be out. Toyota and whomever else will have solid-state batteries, and
0: that'll game change. Well, it's funny that you say that. A, a friend of mine, uh, uh, a, a truly, it's a truly, uh, a truly swag bag shirt. There, there we go. We just had them on the show a little bit ago. There you go. For those of you that can't see behind the lens, Joe had another to walk by with a really shirt. Yeah, if you're looking to upgrade your ride for, on the on the to no fun. no no cost to be discussed yet, you can do that without without upgrading your ride. You can just upgrade the audio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was funny.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, but the disclaimer usually points
0: at me yeah <laughs> Larry, are you finding a difference
1: these versus one two three years ago absolutely um a whole bunch of you know when when something happens we can react to it but when six or seven or eight things happen at the same time it's a little hard you know it, it's like if you have i always say if you have a customer and you're a car salesperson you need to figure out exactly what the problems are and handle them one by one. Because if there's four of them hanging out there, it's so confusing for the customer, they can't possibly make a decision. So, as we just said, there are more cars now, but the floor plan is insane. Which means you have to really pay attention to what your stair steps are, what your costs are, to make sure your guys, even if they have to be spiffed, are selling the older models, not the new ones. Um, the customers are dealing with ridiculous interest rates. Uh, I believe that we have set crazy world records for credit card debt, which means that where people were normally paying for something cash out of their paycheck, they're now charging it. And we all know that that's that's something where you're going to have to pay the piper. It's it's so, you know it's why they use chips in the casino instead of money. It doesn't seem as realistic till you wake up broke.
0: Yeah, I, I think
1: yeah. B- between the, and, and you have another problem, which is interesting as a recruiter. People made so much money for a while there. They're waking up going, I'm not making as much money. Maybe I don't want to do this anymore. So when you talk about the the non-commensurate pay, um, at the same time, the payment, you know, you you would think if the payment was higher, everybody would make more, but that interest rate tends to throw a wrench into everything. So I I just think dealers right now have to really, really pay attention, dial back in. I'm not saying this to be self-serving. They've got to train better. And they got to get back to focusing on the career changers USA. (laughs) (laughs) What this gentleman said.
4: Well, you know the thing is too, and your people now, you know, back during the dark days of twenty twenty, everybody says I'm never going to the office again. I'm never working. I'm gonna, I'm going to buy that really cool place way out in the middle of nowhere for low money. And but what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a new house on it. And all of a sudden they're going, you know, the mortgage is coming up for renewal um or heaven forbid somebody down here took out a 30-year mortgage at, you know they couldn't give they weren't given 30-year mortgages at low interest rates
1: they were given higher ones
4: but they got to renew their mortgage and all of a sudden they got a car payment
1: it's it shades yeah. jeff of the 2008 housing market yep. people had a payment that was here and then it adjusted up to here and all of a sudden they couldn't afford their house anymore and and, and that has it's not just it's the old ripples and how the ripples go out and cause big waves it's yes. all the attendant things you know, when businesses get hurt, giant businesses, what's bigger than yeah. the car business, it affects so many things and so many people around it. It's it's a little scary, right? You better be paying attention. Yeah, and if you haven't
0: been if you want to understand the true scale of the car business, and that's not even all of it, but just what we did in Vegas. I mean, the scale of the different businesses within the business, that people focus on car dealers and they go, Okay, yeah, it's it's the car dealer. They're the good and bad and they're the only ones involved. But when you look at all these other businesses around that business, transportation, electronics, tools, distribution, hardware, software, training, recruiting, you know, there's so many businesses that, that are touched by it. I mean, when you look at it uh, in that totality, it's, it's really interesting because historically people just look at it as, oh, it's just the dealer down the road or it's just that local manufacturer. But, yeah, I mean, the, the car dealer, you're going to see ripples across it. But I, when you're talking about leasing, I was so happy that I gave that uh, friend of mine advice on a, on a lease to, to lease it. Because uh, electric car, I'm like, if you're going to buy one, lease that thing for a couple of reasons at the time. A, don't know what the future brings, but B, the cost. But also, do you really want that car after four years?
1: And, 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 the, and the ability to not get slammed at the upside down of the car. Yeah. Only because even if they gave you a reasonably fair deal with the interest rate so high, you're paying so much more interest for the first couple of years that it makes it really difficult because they're still upside down. And scary, it's very scary to me that people don't understand that you want to keep your people coming back as often as possible and have them be as happy as possible.
4: Well, you know what? It was very funny because I remember not long ago, people were talking about EVs being a changing the whole cycle of purchase. And the people you didn't have to, and the two hundred thousand you know miles on an EV was not bad, and because we're (laughs) all used to this, and uh, now all of a sudden you're discovering, a this asset you thought you had has dropped in value because you can buy the new one for less, you know, thirty percent less. Wait a minute,
1: can't can't diesels run for two hundred thousand miles, and we don't have to? We don't have to give everything we have away to yep. China and, and, and completely destabilize the world's economy.
4: Well, I'm sorry, but but uh, China has holds the world's uh, the world's total resources for diesel particulates. Don't you, <laughs> don't you love it when he says particulates? I, I know he got a little excited by that. <laughs> what was what was that? What was that line that Renny Sejas did today? Yeah. when he said they, that they said was my new uh, algorithm. Uh, I don't know. Can't
0: they're remember. Uh, scrubbing, oh, scrubbing, or extrapolate Yeah. Extrapolation,
4: and they said you got to make that for used car dealers. Oh, scrub. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's better. You know. But yeah, it's you know people were saying not long ago that you you would have your EV forever, and here you know Tesla's riding heat because uh, they're what five years into their Model Three, and people are getting a little itchy for something different. So I got to tell you though, some of this stuff though, it, it, it it's almost like a cult because. People are are going all crazy about the new Model 3. Have you seen the new Model 3?
0: Looks like the old Model 3 out here. The old
4: Model 3,
1: except with a little bit rounded bumpers. It was like the new Model S. They got rid of the fake grill. It's the, it's the Pete Townsend who, quote, meet the new boss the same as the old boss.
4: Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think things are, it, it, it's different. It's, it's
1: challenging. The, listen, we've talked about this before, and I'm trying to keep it non-political and just business-wise. No, he's not. You can't. <laughs> If you say to somebody, here are some extra choices, and if you really would like an electric car, they do have some advantages, to really fast, but you can't force or legislate. We tried this in America with Prohibition, and it's the same thing. You can't say to people, here's what you have to drive, and here's what you have to do, particularly since it's so unrealistic in their projections.
4: Larry, I hate to tell you this, but uh, 87.5% of our audience has no clue what Prohibition was.
0: (laughs) You mean I can buy a gas car under the table, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge oh, yeah, here tomorrow? Yeah,
4: like, There's these guys running these hot rods over the border, man. With know on, on a border they got gasoline.
0: <laughs>
1: Prohibition Pre- was one of the most interesting, scary parts of American history in the, in the prior centuries because what they decided they would do is, morally, they would stop people from drinking. They didn't. All they did was rise up to organized crime, have a million... Tack rooms, they used to call them, or bars. Um, But the point was, you you can't legislate that stuff. If you want to say to somebody, we're offering you something extra, perfect. But to say, everybody that's driving this, you're not driving anymore. Here's what you're driving. Even though the cost doesn't make sense, even though in California, they already are saying that they can't handle what they have now.
0: Yeah, you mean forcing people to buy 100% of something isn't a good idea, especially when people don't want to buy 20% of something?
1: The only time it makes sense to, to for everybody to work with one thing is what Jeff said earlier. I'm just quoting him: "Career changing the USA." <laughs> There's
4: a little bit of a prohibition on that, Larry. I can't say it because he's coming in such. Moving right along, um, yeah, you know things are changing. There's all sorts of. Uh, I read a I read a poll today that uh, Ford is the, is again the lowest. Uh, was rated lowest amongst their dealers for dealer satisfaction. Interesting. And part of uh, Joe Boris just posted something. even tagged us. You got to look. I'm oh yeah. Get. Wow. Um, and asking because Farley made a couple comments that pissed a lot of dealers off, and because they forced them to spend uh, a million bucks to upgrade their dealerships, and now they got light and they got lots full of Lightnings and Machis, and um, you know you got people that paid a hundred and. Twenty-five thousand dollars for a lightning uh, six months ago, and now that same lightning they can get with uh, low interest financing for ninety-nine.
1: The concept was flawed from the beginning. You can say to people, here are more choices. You can't say this is what you're buying. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense.
4: Yeah. Well, they all they all. It's very funny. Of course, part of the thing that he posted was the fact that they they're all now going into the North American standard charging. Which we all know is Tesla, and um, which probably was their plan from the get go. And um, because they, they tried to chase Tesla, but being that we're going to do this, and Ford's going to go direct to everybody else. And, um, you know, but then again, we're at used car week, so we should talk about used cars. How do yeah. You know the prices of used lightnings. <laughs> 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 um,
1: used cars has always been the key because uh, we should control it. Should be, it should could figure out what you were trading. You could buy cars off the street. Uh, it, depending on how far or behind you were at the auction, you could figure that out. Um, yep. it, it's always been an important variable uh, because it's controlling. Listen, when when the chip shortage hit, in fact, when we shut down, we're going to build a new car in your backyard, but you can still approach your neighbors, other people. There's buying centers all over the place that, that go out and find the vehicles. Um, and the used car business, it's just a fun business. It, I mean, it's it, it, there's I bet you there's more characters in the used car business than the new car business. Oh, yeah, I think the whole thing lends itself to a, 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 a more open, more fun structure. You don't have the factory other than with the certifieds leaning over your shoulder because every dealer at one point has thought about his OEM. Are they my partner or are they my Apple?
0: <laughs> really? they're not on your team.
1: Well the answer always seems seen, they, they, the last
4: page
0: of the
4: manual says take more units. Doesn't matter <laughs> what the problem is, take more units. <laughs> yeah, they, they they announced the latest, the greatest car people are lining up for it. You know, in the case of Hyundai, you know, in the old days of the Hyundai. Well even now. You know, you want a Kona electric? No problem. By the way, we got a bunch what's the little Hyundai, not the Elantra, the, uh, the Ionic Five? No, no, the read no no, you know, Ionic five is the one they want. Yeah bunch of uh, real manual transmissions that for some reason we built without air conditioning it's
0: <laughs> take 15 of those yeah i mean when you look at the used car uh, side of the house and i know we were talking about this at niada this year but also um on the show today was basically the fact that you have characters but more importantly you have freedom as a used car dealer you're not really dealing with the same limitations but more importantly you're able to try things that maybe a new car um, dealership couldn't try because got to spend $3 million to and and oh 100 i mean I, I remember talking to a dealer many years ago and he was a a mitsubishi dealer i believe and they they were giving him a lot of grief about, you know, how he was operating his used car, I mean sorry, his new car franchise, Mitsubishi. And he said, Well, I think I'll go back to selling used cars, you can come pick up your Mitsubishi's. <laughs> Mitsubishi built
1: absolutely fabulous car. Anybody who tells you different yeah. has Mitsubishi. Yeah, yeah. But this is a classic example. Um, we were briefly a Mitsubishi dealer. They almost went out of business with the zero zero zero. They lost hundreds of millions of dollars. They, okay. were, they were financing chairs in and inanimate objects. <laughs> so they decided to come back did they come back with a four-door midsize car they came back with the eclipse yeah and you're not going to rebuild chevy off corvette you're, you're, <laughs> as great as the supers you're not going to rebuild toyota so uh, again a lot of these companies seem to be out of touch we all made fun of bud light mm-hmm. because they, they basically destroyed their brand and lost billions for no good reason yeah they they for no good reason well, with a lot of these companies, you, you kind of scratch your head and wonder who's in control. I mean, you said you mentioned Ford. Ford lost, I think it was $4.5 billion on on their electric production. Um, for what?
4: The trouble is, what we don't know is how much they got subsidy from the government for doing this in Canada. Um, great big controversy. Volkswagen... Um, What's somewhere we're here to
0: Okay. Yeah, so I think we got to wrap Volkswagen it up.
4: Volkswagen agreed to build a plant in southern Ontario. The federal government gave them $13 billion to build a battery plant in southern Ontario. Stellantis was going to build a plant. And they heard about this and they said, no, we're not going to build it because you're only giving us like $1.2 billion. So unless you give us more, we're not. They said we're not giving you more. Next thing you know, the province of Ontario steps in and says, we're going to give you more money. Then they kicked up to seven. It was $1.5 You guys only gave me $300,000. <laughs> it, it was Canadian. $3 Canadian, Canadian, which is $0.06 cents American. Yeah. Larry, we got to go?
0: Yep, we got to go. We gotta get in.
4: Yep. We up our time? Yep. Daddy, thank you, as always. Thanks for your support <laughs> and everything.
0: Thanks. Bye. Thank you
4: so much.
3: Hmm. Oh, uh, what?
4: (gasps) Thanks for joining us. It was a great show and follow us anywhere you would like on your favorite podcast on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and of course on our YouTube or subscribe to our own channel.